0: Right now, we are joined by none other than Mina Ushurawadi, who's coming off of her back-to-back wins this last weekend at Fierce Challenger Series 5. Mina, it's so good to talk to you after that win last weekend.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm super excited.
0: How How are you doing? How have things been just the last couple of days since your fight? I mean, you you looked great in there, and it seems like you might want to do some sort of a quick turnaround, possibly.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm feeling really good. i definitely think I'm still kind of running off a high. Um, yeah. And I, I am, I'm ready to get back in there. I like that. Saturday was just a reflection again, that the training's working. Um, just a lot of things came together for me and, uh, that was just a stepping stone. Yeah. I, I just intend to fight again and continue just like building. I really want to like follow this, like build off this momentum.
0: That's kind of the big thing that I wanted to talk to you about. We spoke to you last year around September, I believe it was. You were one and one at the time. Now you're three and two, a whole lot more miles uh, under your career now. And you've done an amazing job across that way. Two fight win streak, a finish on this last Saturday. I just kind of wanted to ask you about your growth. You have grown as a fighter and just gotten better and better. It seems like every single time you've made the walk, what do you attribute that to?
1: Honestly, I, for me, it's staying active there. There's a, the word conditioning is something I like to use a lot. And I think we often talk about it in the physical sense of like, we condition our bodies um, for fighting, but a lot of it too, like being active is all about conditioning the mind. And I feel like, or no, I know this, like the more I expose myself to the discomfort of fighting, the discomfort of training, my body becomes more conditioned for it. And I feel more and more just like ready when fight night comes. And so I've been able to see that um, like mentally when uh, on the week of the fight, I'm just always feeling, I feel more ready. I feel more at peace. By the by the time I walk into the cage, I'm just in a good spot. I'm, I'm ready to go. I feel a lot more connected with myself. And so I, I again, I attribute the the growth a lot of it to activity and again just constantly exposing myself to um just the discomfort of fighting and getting comfortable with the uncomfortable and i think that's what allows me to really feel connected when i'm in the cage um so yeah that's
0: (laughs) <laughs> That's a fascinating way to put it. And I, and I mean, I think that you would be the poster child for everything you just said. Every single fight week that you are on, I come up to you and say, hey, how you doing? How you feeling? And sometimes fighters are more like, oh, I'm a little nervous or oh, you know, I'm cutting weight. You're just like, hey, Blake, it's great to see you. You know, you are so <laughs> normal on fight week and just so yourself yeah. on fight week. Do you... Yeah. Do you think that that's always been the case? Have you always been that way, or do you think that you've developed that over these last couple of months where you've been so active?
1: I I think it's been a it's been a process, but no, I have not always been this way. In fact, I mean, I we've talked about man. To be honest, this sounds weird, but it's like finally, I feel like in these past few months, one thing I can say is that I'm starting to be like a believer. Like a believer in myself i'm seeing things come together and i'm seeing the training come together and that in itself is helping me to mentally believe in myself and like feel even more confident um every time i step into the cage and i did not always feel that way i think um especially when i first started fighting i always had a like a tenacity and a determination about me and just like down to like down to fight just down to bang But especially when I first started off in Thailand, I mean, I think I had shared with you, I'd had maybe about a month and a half of training in just Muay Thai before that, maybe a year of boxing, like in my background. Um, But at the time, again, like I had no exposure to like, I had no ring time. I just went in there and I would just fight. So um, I know that I've always had the ability to just get in there and just, okay, rise to the occasion. But leading, I guess, from that time to now, I would say I've grown a lot mentally. Mentally and emotionally, um, there is like a level of like nerves and anxiety. I think that hits every fighter before they they step into that ring or that cage. And it's not not to say that I don't have those. I still have those. And I think I'll always have those because I think that's my nervous system getting ready to fight. But I am a lot more acquainted now with with what that feels like. I understand like, I understand like how to process that in my body and my mind a lot more now than I ever have before. And I definitely think I'm still getting there, but coupling that now with all the training that I'm doing, um, especially in MMA, there's so much going on in MMA. um, I'm just getting a better, I'm getting a lot better at being able to put everything together and, and more so like trust myself trust my training and trust my body just to show up for me when it's time to fight.
0: I really want to get back to that, putting it all together, because that has kind of been a narrative over the last couple of months for you for sure, considering the submission win. But I do want to ask you, you talked about being, becoming a believer. Is there a specific moment in a fight in the training room where you went, okay, I do believe in myself. And then you kind of did have this kind of coming of coming of age moment, I guess, for yourself in your fight career.
1: Well, I oh, man, a specific moment. Well, I'll say this. I I'm not sure if I shared this one with you before, but there was a time it was my, it was my second MMA fight. And that's when I had broken my face, right? So I fought this really great fighter, Leslie Hernandez down in Arizona. I broke both she broke both my orbitals. I mean, I had a lot of like trauma and just sitting in the emergency room that night for about like seven hours, just in darkness, um, really like working through a lot of my demons. I've shared that. Um, I had, I did have a moment specifically. I remember the nurse came up to me. She never asked me any questions. She asked me one question and all she asked was, are you done fighting now? And from that moment, <laughs> um, I just remember laughing at her. That was the moment I knew I wasn't done. So like in my darkest hour, literally, when my body, when I had felt like my body, when I wasn't sure if my body had the ability to go on, if I could ever keep fighting, there was something inside of me. Like I truly believe like my spirit that knew I wasn't finished. That knew like there was some part of me that had a lot more to give and that I haven't seen the best of myself yet. I, there was like a deep belief already within me, like that I was able to like recognize Um, so I've been, I feel like that's like a little flame that has carried me through, but coming back from that fight that was in 2021, there was a period where I actually felt like I did have some PTSD. I remember I talked about this before. I had to start exposing myself little by little to like jujitsu tournaments. And then finally leading up to my fight with Ludi, that was the, that was my comeback MMA fight back in October. Um, that was also, I, I lost that fight, but again, it was, it was something that I started to see some come together for me there. And then in the, and then in the Mali fight, again, like my training, I was able to take stuff from my training, or I was able to take, kind of evaluate the things that went right with Ludi, the things that went wrong in that fight, um, and then implement, kind of change, like, change things up in my training. And when I was able to start seeing the grappling, when that Mally fight, that Mally fight showed me that I am an MMA fighter. That was the fight where I was able to see myself do things that I had never done before in a fight when it came to ground and pound and grappling and being able to, you know, rust my way out of the cage and whatnot. And so um, that's when I started recognizing the training's working. I was starting to see how like things were coming together there. And then just to ride off that momentum into this fight um with Carly, it again, like it just solidified just a little bit more that I'm on the right path and I'm I've always believed in myself. But because I have like also suffered a lot of losses, there was always still just that doubt of is this my story? Am I just really like a die hard, determined person and I have that fight in me, but maybe I just lose and I just keep get back I'm really good at getting back up and fighting again. But I really do. Now I'm in that space where it's like, no, like it's my time. It's my time to win. It's my time to, to really see the fruits of my labor. And, and I don't say that out of like hope. I know that because I train hard. Like I work really hard and I've, I really have like sacrificed everything for this. And I I don't even, I'm an amateur still. And so, you know, I don't know what the future holds, but I also, what I do know is like, I believe in, my work ethic and I believe in like the sacrifices that I've made to come this far and um, I know what I want to see in myself and I I believe, believe that there's a lot of potential that's still yet to be unlocked and I get so hyped to be able to like unlock that. I know the training's working and so I'm just excited to unlock just another layer. I feel like a little by little like we're edging away and we see a little bit more every fight.
0: I am extremely curious. You brought up something that I'm I'm very, very intrigued by, specifically the looty loss. You had been gone for a year and a half. And how did you kind of deal with that? Because in your mind, I remember talking to you, you were excited, you were confident, but also it seems like that was just another part of the story for you now in hindsight.
1: It was. It was, you know, I had someone once tell me that um, they were like, you don't respect, you don't respect the sport of MMA. And I didn't quite understand it at first, but when I look back at that lady fight, it was a full on, it was an awesome fight, but it was just a striking match. And I had not yet felt comfortable enough. If I were to like look back at that fight, there were opportunities for me to take her down, especially with size difference. She was a lot taller than me. I'm shorter. Had I felt more confident in my grappling at the time. Um, I think that that fight could have looked really different, uh, and walking away from that fight. That was one of those things I reevaluated. I watched it back and I could see opportunities that I had missed. Had I approached it like an MMA fight? I think that I was still approaching it as just a striker. And I have to have, those are like come to Jesus moments that you have to have with yourself. It's like, if you're going to be in an MMA fight then fight MMA, that means that you, again, you have to be confident and willing to take the fight wherever it needs to go. And I believe actually I had talked about being confident at the time and I was walking into that, but again, I just needed more reps. That was what I saw from that fight. I had been training. I had been working on my grappling. I felt very confident in my jujitsu, but I knew that I just needed more reps to feel more confident. And so that's what I did. I just keep putting in the reps. So that's why I love fighting so much. And that's why I want to ride this momentum because it's like every time I already know that I am better than the last because I'm getting those reps in and I'm I'm putting the time in.
0: Exactly. And I mean let's talk about that. You have a grappling, more of a grappling like match against Mali and then you have this one yeah. where you get the submission over Carly Lombardo where you perfectly did mix in your striking with your grappling. Your jiu-jitsu coach actually kind of gave me a little bit of a hard time about that cuz I was <laughs> making you out to be more of a striker and uh, he yeah. was like, "Hey, well, you know, she does get the submission here tonight." So uh <laughs> I, I hats off to Reese for sure over at Wasatch combat sports, who's doing a great job in the grappling department. How Dude. has it been developing that other part of your game, the grappling side of things? And, and what has that journey kind of been like over the last couple of years?
1: Um, Honestly, I love jujitsu. I really do. And in fact, I always say jujitsu kind of jujitsu gave me a path. It saved me in a sense. It's like, after again, that fight with Leslie and I broke my face, um, there was a lot mentally that I had to work through. And I had mentioned before it was those jujitsu tournaments that gave me that first exposure back to the competitive world and like entering that place in my mind. I had a lot of fears that I was still working through after that fight that, um, that MMA fight. And so jujitsu, I I talk more about like the mental aspects that it was actually like therapeutic for me. It helped it gave me a way to expose myself to the discomfort to mentally go to a place that was uncomfortable. Um, and and then just to kind of like live in that space for a little bit, little by little. And so I honestly don't think I would be where I am today without jujitsu. I I like I love it. And I I don't mean that in just the fighting sense. I I truly mean it. It has helped me again, like, rediscover parts of myself that I have needed to unlock in order to fight. Um, and so no matter what, when I stop, like, fighting MMA, I will, jiu-jitsu for me is forever. I am just grappling in general. Finally, I I love the movement. I love the flow of it. I love the way I feel. And so, It kind of, it also um, helps me live out. I feel like I'm a ninja. Like, who doesn't want to be a ninja? Like, I used to always, like, as a kid, I'm like, oh, I want to be a ninja. And then one day it hit me. I'm like, jujitsu is me fulfilling my dreams of being a ninja and, like, moving a certain way and sounds so corny. But really, I, there's so much I love about, just that grappling in general. And I'm so, I feel a lot more complete now, just being able to have that in my back pocket. Um that last fight with Carly, it was, I did not plan on like going for that submission. It just presented itself. And it felt so good to know that my body could just react. And, you know, I, it was, it felt so good just to know that I I had that in me, Um, that another tool just in my back pocket.
0: It was the knockdown. And then you chased the back from what I can remember, but can you kind of walk us through what you did?
1: Um, yeah. So once I knocked her down, I saw her. I mean, it's crazy. It all happened watching it back, it all happened super fast. But in my head, I remember seeing her down and then they, I I wanted to go for the finish. I did not want that fight to go into the second round. I had like believed going in that fight, like in my mind, I didn't want to say it tell anyone, but I had believed I had kind of already decided like I want this to end in the first round. So once I knocked her down, I already knew that I wanted to finish. Initially, actually, I was just gonna ground and pound her. And I thought that I'd be able to finish her there. But I think after like a couple of my strikes, my uh, hand happened to slip under her neck. And honestly, just, I felt it. There was a moment where I I do remember like thinking, because um, I know that Carly's a wrestler. I know that she has like, she's um, had like, I think she like wrestled in college or something in that sort. Um, So I knew that there was like a threat or a risk there. Um, But honestly, like once I felt, and once I felt like my hand in her neck, I just, it just felt right. I'm not going to lie. I just trusted. I knew, I knew I had it. I knew, and then I got my hooks in and I knew it was finished. Yeah.
0: So we, we talked about this on Saturday. You now have a knockout, a decision win as well as a submission win. Which one is your favorite?
1: Um, oh man, the, I would have to say, I think each of them have presented like beautiful I you know what I kind of love that um submission only because it sounds really terrible but it it puts the other person in a position to like surrender <laughs> that's No, that's I mean and, and I just you know they have to tap like it, it's it's up to it's their decision to stop I kind of like that
0: <laughs> I mean it's been a little bit a little while since you've knocked someone out in the cage i mean do you miss that at all i mean a lot of fighters always tell me that the knockout is the best feeling do you miss that at all like it's been it's been i think two years at this point now
1: it feels it feels good when your fist lands clean on someone's jaw i mean there is no other feeling like that connection it it's powerful it really is powerful and uh and it's like effortless too. And There is something really beautiful about that. So yeah, you know what? I'm not going to lie. And just a clean knockout. I think I'm still searching for that. I've had like knockdowns, like TKOs, but not. But I, I, like I said, I know I've got like a hand. Like, and I, I know I've got power and just, yeah, that connection. I live for that. It feels so good. And there's not many times that you can freely just do that.
0: What do you think the future holds for you in terms of MMA and jujitsu? How much longer do you think you want to do MMA and how much more jujitsu competing do you think you want to do in that time frame?
1: Um. Well, when it comes to MMA, I will say this. I think that as long as I can continue moving forward without injury, like like taking like head trauma, and again, these past few fights have allowed me to do that. I I just intend to stay as active as I possibly can and go as far as I possibly can. I think again, like that's all dependent upon just uh injuries. I I don't see my if I, for instance, this that one fight again. I always talk about that fight because that was a pivotal moment for me. But the, the as far as head trauma goes, I take that really seriously. Um, I'm still I'm. I'm older in the game too like I'm 34 years old and so I I'm I mean I don't have as many miles on me as people who have started from a much younger age at the same time I'm not getting any younger and so I'm giving myself maybe like a couple years to to just go as far as I can go but again that is all dependent upon like if I can walk away without injury if I can walk away without injuries from these fights and and play smart be smart about it, and I'm not going to cap myself. I'm I'm going to go as far as I possibly can, and also until I feel like I have fulfilled the the potential that and, and see myself, you know, perform in the way that I I know and believe I can. I I want to be tested. I want to be challenged. I I want to see myself perform at at the highest level that I that I I'm able to. So. for the
0: for your jiu-jitsu future for your grappling future do you want to continue to compete in grappling as you are also taking mma fights or do you think that that's going to be saved for when the mma career uh closes um, up closes down
1: i i think for me i love being active in everything so as long as that the competition can supplement my training and pre- preparation for fights then i'll do it um and so again that all just depends on the how i guess the time frame between one fight to another right mm-hmm. if my fights are like back to back or a lot closer then i might just save my energy for training camps but i know before my fight with um mali so the last mma fight that i had i had done a competition a jiu-jitsu tournament right before i entered my fight camp and i love that it was great for it was a great way for me to just um jump start my mindset like and get in the zone and um for me jujitsu is forever so no matter what like once i'm done with mma like that was always the goal in my mind like i want to be a black belt one day i want that is forever i want to be able to to see myself continue just to to grow and progress no matter what um but for right now mma is the top priority so everything as as long as every as long as it makes sense and the putting where i put my energy or my the output and energy preps me for those MMA fights. And that's kind of how I'll gauge what the type the grappling tournaments and, and whatnot, where my activity goes in there.
0: If you could go back to the person we, after you had fought Leslie in that dark room, like you've talked about before now on a two fight win streak, potentially fighting for a title in the next couple of months. Um, if that's what fear sees fit do you, what would you say to that person in terms of, you know someone who just went through one of the most horrendous and like you've said traumatic you know fights of of your entire life
1: oh man i guess honestly knowing like where i was at and how i felt i honestly would just give that person that mina i would give i would give her a hug and i would just tell her like get up and get to work i was just like like believe i would just tell her to believe that that thing inside of her Sometimes belief, it makes you feel crazy, especially when you are in your darkest moment and physically and all the evidence tells you that you're broken. Um, It's hard. That belief inside of you can almost seem just like a false hope, like a false, you know what I mean? It's just like everyone has dreams, but um, I would just tell that, tell her like, you're not crazy. Like, keep going, get up and get to work. If you want it, like you can have it.
0: Would you say you're living your dream right now every time you make that walk?
1: That makes me emotional. Yes, I would 100% say that I am living my dream. Has it been easy? No. Is it easy? (laughs) No. There's a lot of sacrifice that has come with living this dream of mine, but I always have to remind myself, this is my dream. And that's why I have made the sacrifices that I have. And the reason why things are hard is because, I am sacrificing for my dream. And so it all, in that regard, it all comes together for me. And I I truly wouldn't be doing anything else.
0: Last two questions from me. What is the hardest thing about fighting? Your biggest sacrifice? Um,
1: I would say one of the hardest things is that it is not easy for my family to understand the life that I lead. It is really hard for my parents to see me fighting. And I used to not understand. I used to get upset when I was when I very first started and I thought, oh, like they're just against me. like they don't they don't believe in me. but as the years have gone by, I've come to understand they're my parents and it will always be their their job. From the day they decided like they that my mom gave birth to me, her role became her role was to protect me. And so, and my mom's also a nurse, (laughs) so she has just been like the worst, you know, and she understands the effects of like head trauma and whatnot. Um, So the hardest thing for me is to know that my dream is hard for some of the people closest to me to accept and I'm not gonna stop fighting. Um, but that that has presented its challenges. At the same time, they've never tried to stop me. I just know that it's hard for them, and it's hard for me to know that um, that it that it that it is hard for them. That it does like cause like create a stress for them. Um, there's not a lot of security in this industry when it comes to fighting in general. Like every time you walk into the cage, there is never a guarantee that you're not going to get injured, that you're going to walk out, you know, on top. I mean, look at the lutey fight. I felt like I was like winning, you know, I felt like I was performing really well for, you know, all the way up until the last 30 seconds. And suddenly, you know, the ref stopped it with a TKO. Like there's just no guarantees, especially in this industry, um, in this game, but nonetheless, like I said, maybe I'm, I'm just crazy enough and I just believe enough. myself. And I love this enough that I'm not going to walk away from it. And that's the best part of who I am. But I also know that it's, it's hard for the people who love me.
0: So biggest sacrifice, most difficult part, I do want to transition over to final question. What's the best part about fighting for you? What makes it your dream?
1: Is that I guess I have been able to unlock and see things in myself that I only believed and wished could be there at one point in my life like I said I you know I talked about like being a ninja or whatever as a kid I I literally like you know you you sometimes I I never fought or was never exposed to fighting or anything like that as a kid growing up but you kind of just sometimes daydream about it it just has always felt like something inside of me um and to finally see it's so crazy. Like with every fight, like I say, I see things come together. I see myself. I it's like I unlock another layer of of who I am, and it actually manifests inside of that cage. And just to see um, myself like work so hard for something, and then again for it to come together, uh, that is that is a dream. And not only that, just the confidence, the self confidence that has come from fighting, and the belief and my ability just to stand on my own two feet and know what I'm made of and what, and to really see what, who God has made me that for me, I, nobody could ever give that to me. Even from my losses. I, I always talk. I do. I talk so much about that. Leslie fight, that fight. I lost that fight truly, but I had never felt stronger in my whole life than in that fight when I was able to, At the end of the third round, when, when one of the toughest people I'd ever fought had done everything, you know, to beat me and to just be able to stand, there was like this strength and this confidence from inside that I had felt that I'd never felt in my whole entire life. And I feel, and I know, like, I know that I can lean on that. I know what I'm made of in a sense. And that's not something people can tell you that they, people can tell you that they believe in you. People can build you up. And that's really powerful to have support. But when you start believing in yourself and you see yourself like rise above really hard times, um, the growth that comes from fighting, it it happens in just a short amount of time. I always say like, I'm never the same after, you know, those nine minutes in the cage. Well, I guess like 12 minutes, right? But it changes me, it changes you. And uh, those are gifts. It's given me these wonderful gifts and helped me to, again, just, I feel like become the best version of of who I believe and have always believed that I am. And I, like I said, I feel like I'm still unlocking potential and that's what drives me. I feed off of it. I love it.
0: Well, Mina, you continue to unlock more potential every time you seem to make that walk. You continue to grow. Thank you so, so much for your time. I really appreciate it.